your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Monday, November 8th edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. You can also follow the national show Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark, where they'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. How about those Florida Panthers? The best team in the NHL. 10 0 and 1. Your Florida Panthers. And this game on Saturday against the Carolina Hurricanes, as many of you guys have probably heard, but if you haven't, I'll say it. This is the furthest into a season that you've had two teams square off against each other, where not a single team has lost in regulation. And there's a little something different with this matchup, like not just the fact that they were both coming into this, not losing in regulation, but for me personally, the Southeast division rivalry that used to be a thing before the division realignment after 2012 and the COVID season last year where the Florida Panthers were in the same division as Carolina and they just got their asses whooped against Carolina last year going 2-4-2 and against them and just barely losing the division race to get home ice in round one. I mean, the last few games of the season last year, Carolina didn't rested their players, so they lost both their games in the last week of the season. So you can make that what you want. Well, the Florida Panthers were trying to get home ice in round one where they played all their players against Tampa Bay. But, man, there's something different about this. and. The Florida Panthers, they uh, had a little bit of a shockwave as soon as the players headed out for warm-ups, their lines, and Alexander Barkov was not in warm-ups on Saturday. And, whew, if there was a time that a team needed to be tested, Saturday night's game was exactly that. and. You Barkov being out against a team that, again, undefeated, 9-0-0 at the time. And many of us were thinking, how, how are they going to mix up these lines? And how, how, many, how many centers are out? And I, and I thought to myself, okay, Barkov, Bennett, Nolachari, Joe Thornton. Many of these players 
you have so much flexibility. And that was the off-season talk all of this off-season. I said it. Many national media people have said it. Local people have said it. And I'm going to say it. This team has a lot of, lots and lots of depth. And it showed. Flexibility has been key. Despite down four centers. And you traded one away, one of your bottom six centers, just uh, before at the 11th hour of the season when the Florida Panthers traded Yuho Lamico to Vancouver for Olio Levy, who hasn't played this year. Um, defenseman. Olio Levy, who, man, this Florida Panthers team, they have found a way. And not losing a regulation game, while many players have still been in and out of the lineup, you haven't been at full strength, really, all season. Your goalie, Sergey Bobrovsky, gets hurt. On Thursday, in the first period against Washington, Spencer Knight finishes up the job, doesn't look his best, and is suiting up, excuse me, suited up to play against, at the time, the best team in hockey, what many people thought on Saturday night. And had Sergey Bobrovsky been healthy, chances are he would have started in, in that game on Saturday uh, night with the goalie rotation that they had with going two games, Bob, one game, Spencer Knight. The Florida Panthers did recall Chris Gibson from Charlotte just before the game started to serve as Spencer Knight's backup. They send down Chase Brisky, recall Lucas Carlson from AHL after the game, though. And don't know how long he's going to be out. They say day-to-day, upper body injury. So Spencer Knight held the fort. And Florida comes out of this by final score of 5-2. to two. And it was just dominant from the start. And a tone setter early. But also, if the Florida, had the Florida Panthers lost this game, though, they lost a lot to Carolina last year. And even if they lost this one against Carolina, I wanted to not make excuses for Barkoff being out, but also hit the, um, not hit the panic button as well and tell myself to relax because there's um, 71 more games after this. And... Jessica Blaylock, after the first period, talked about not only statement games, but talked about statement periods. And that's what the Florida Panthers did really early on. And I'm going to transition over to the next segment where we're going to break down more of Saturday night's 5-2 to victory over the Carolina Hurricanes. So keep it right here on Locked On Panthers, your first listen of the day. Does this sound familiar? You got one device that lets you catch all the games live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff? Well, 
I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. Want an all-star team? You need an all-star hiring partner. You need Indeed. Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want. A short list of quality candidates as fast as possible because you can do it all. Attract, interview, and hire. All at Indeed. Indeed is an unbelievably powerful hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire. All in one place. Don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed, instant match assessments, and virtual interviews. Indeed makes it easier for star applicants to shine with over 135 assessment tests from cooking to coding. Pick what skills are important to you from over 135 assessments and get clear view of your top talent abilities faster. Assessments make the interview process smoother for everyone. Talent doesn't need to prove themselves again, and you need, can dive deeper into talking about what's important to you. With Indeed assessments, you can reduce hiring time by 12% according to Indeed data worldwide. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Second segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, where the Florida Panthers are coming off a 5-2 win over the recently undefeated Carolina Hurricanes, which now makes the Florida Panthers the best team in the NHL. And, wow, the Florida Panthers came off firing early. The way the lines looked early with Alexander Barkov being out, you knew there was going to be some shuffles with the forward lines with Carver Hagee, Itulu Sterinen, and Anthony Duclair manning the first line. Sam Reinhart, um, excuse me, Anton Lindell manned the second line center for the Cats with Jonathan Huberto and Owen Tippett. Third line was Sam Reinhart with Frank Petrano and Maxim Mammon and Mason Marchment. Tell me. If I told you that Mason Marchment at some point was going to play center for the Florida Panthers in the bottom six, you would have called me crazy probably. But with the injuries, that's what it took for the Panthers to make that move. So sometimes you got to step up when necessary. Ryan Lomberg was on the left wing with Patrick Hornquist on the right wing. Defensive pairings were Uyghur Ekblad, Gustav Forsling, and Radko Gudis. Radko Gudis made his return to the lineup for the Florida Panthers, and Kevin Connaughton was paired with Brandon Montour. And just a few days before that, Marcus Nudevara has been placed on 
IR once again. So Marcus Nudevar will be out at least a week for the Florida Panthers. So don't know if I mentioned this as well, but Sam Bennett has been placed on injured reserve, and it looks like it's going to be retroactive to last Saturday's game against Boston. So there's a chance that Sam Bennett could be activated on Monday when the Florida Panthers do face the New York Rangers. And we'll get to that uh, game later on into the program today. But yeah, it was going to take a team effort really early on for the Florida Panthers. And the moment that the Cats got a power play really early on into the first period with Jacob Slavin tripping Carter Hagee right in the neutral zone. One thing I said that the Florida Panthers needed to set the tone early with all these injuries that they have on their roster is you got to score early. You got to set the tone. You got to hit them early. And Anthony Duclair, really patient with his goal into the top, um, the middle part of the circle and gets it right through uh, Freddie Anderson uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes. And there was a lot of sloppy play from the Canes committing four penalties in the first period. They didn't commit another penalty after the first period until later on into the third period. But by the time that all that happened, it was too late. All the penalties were catching up with the Carolina Hurricanes. Even when they were up a man in this one, they were allowing a, a few shorthanded opportunities. I counted at least like four of them. I'd have to go back to see if that's accurate, but I remember at least four times where even when Carolina was on the power play that they allowed uh, Florida to go on a rush the other way as Florida was shorthanded. And they shot themselves in the foot with that too. And they even shot themselves early with after Gus Forsling hooked Tony D'Angelo just 15 seconds after they get a tripping call against um, Andre Snetkov against Anton Lindell, and that kills their momentum. So the Florida Panthers get a goal early, and they 15 seconds into their power play, they go on a four-on-four, and they they just didn't capitalize on any of their opportunities. They allowed Florida to get rushes at the other end when they were on the power play, and um four again four penalties in the first period where florida was able to convert on three of those power plays frank vetrano had um his second goal of the season on the power play the florida panthers their even strength goal in the first period was caused by a turnover in the carolina zone uh thanks to radko gudis he was working around the boards the Carolina Hurricanes were having a hard time getting it out of the zone and then falls into the stick of Anton Lundell, works his way around, and then gets it past Freddie Anderson. Patrick Hornquist, don't know what his future holds with the Florida Panthers, but he gets his first goal of the season. And right in front of the net, in his office, and the Florida Panthers, they're up 4 nothing, 4 to nothing early on into the first period. And without Alexander Barkov, without their captain, without Sergei Bobrovsky, as Christopher Gibson was backing um, Spencer Knight up, and it's 4 nothing after one. Amazing. 
like I said at the end of the first segment, Jessica Blaylock mentioned not only about statement games to Jacob, um, not Jacob Chikrin, Jeff Chikrin, um, in the Bally Sports uh, intermission. They talk about statement periods, and that was a statement period for the Florida Panthers, where to the point that the Cats, though you don't want to see a team ever be complacent and take their foot off the gas after one period, even though they were up for nothing, that was enough for them to keep that lead and to make sure that the Carolina Hurricanes didn't even get it close. And here's the thing. Carolina coming into Saturday night's game, we're in the top five both in PK percentage and power play percentage. And also, I also want to mention Anton Lindell. Anton Lindell played multiple roles in Saturday night's game. The, the goal was always for, at least the hope for Lindell, is to eventually make his way to the 2C. And this was a great opportunity for him to to get some of that experience though i do anticipate him being back at the 3c when sam bennett gets back into the lineup and he played pk he played power play and even and everything he did everything he was second on the team saturday night in time on ice right behind jonathan huberdo and (laughs) amazing and this guy was 12th overall in the draft. He fell to number 12 to the Florida Panthers. And he's getting opportunities to get defensive stone faceoffs. I mean, sure, he went 39% on Saturday. The team didn't necessarily do well in the dot. But regardless, the Florida Panthers are taking advantage of their opportunities despite all these injuries. And I'm not, 11 games into the season, I'm not worried about really. And, and I had someone uh, DM me. Um, from the Lockdown Florida Panthers um, account asking me if I'm worried about the face-off for the Florida Panthers. And face-off can be a little bit of a misleading statistic when it comes to hockey, but it's just about really how you take advantage of your opportunities when given. I mean, the Florida Panthers scored four. They lost the face-off battle 64-36 to on Saturday. And they still... <laughs> they still still destroyed um this Carolina Hurricanes team. So the Carolina Hurricanes did make it interesting a little bit once they cut the lead in half and that was when I was starting to get a little, you know, not worried but starting to d- just say okay, this isn't over. Uh Jesper Fast gets a goal early on into the second period like a third of the way, 701 mark to be exact. Um, and then Vincent Trocek, former Florida Panther, and I looked this up before uh, hitting the record button. He has scored seven goals against the Florida Panthers in nine games, dating back to last season. Didn't score in that final uh, series against the Cats, and in his last nine games against the Florida Panthers, he scored seven times. And man, the the center depth with Carolina is great. I talk about Trocek. Aho and Stahl, and they even have great wingers like Marty Natchez and Andre Snechnikov. And man, they, they, that's still a really good team that the Carolina Hurricanes have. And there, and there's a very 
uh, promising player over there in Seth Jarvis. Um, I know that Jared Ellis of Locked On Hurricanes is a big fan of uh, Seth Jarvis. They got uh, offer sheeted uh, Jasperi Kakaniemi from the Montreal Canadiens, and he's uh, playing a top six role for the Carolina Hurricanes. So he's getting paid what is perceived as his worth. But yeah, the Carolina Hurricanes make it interesting. And then um, towards the third period, the Carolina Hurricanes, as far as getting to the box, they weren't sloppy To in the second period. That's where they were able to catch up. But it was too little too late. The Florida Panthers had all of the penalties in the second period, um, including, including one of Ryan Lomberg on anti-Ranta. Freddie Anderson was pulled in at the end of the first period. Um, Rod Brindamore let him finish the period. And Antti Ranta came into the game after a loose puck um, came to Ryan Lomberg as he had a, was pretty much going to be a breakaway uh, alone on Antti Ranta. Antti Ranta comes out of his net, come rushing towards the puck. Ryan Lomberg touches the puck first. Ryan Lomberg can't get out of the way. And Antti Ranta is what looked to be a concussion, went to the locker room. Freddie Anderson came back to the game. and. You don't want to see injuries like that happen. However, that was not a five-minute major penalty. You, you, there was no way that Ryan Lomberg should have been there for five minutes. If anything, it should have been a two. And that's when that was when Vincent Trocek was uh, able to score. He was called for uh, charging, and then he got a misconduct uh, shortly after uh, that, and didn't um, went to the locker room uh, after. And that was when the Carolina Hurricanes were able to catch up and make it a little bit interesting for that. But then, just don't know. But I, I guess it's just the league and the referees trying to protect goalies because, you know, they, that, that's what they, they try to do, um, especially when goalies are also behind the trapezoid as well, trying to protect them. I mean... You saw in the preseason uh, when the Florida Panthers played against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Sam Bennett uh, was called for charging against Andre Vasilevsky, though. Was it a little bit of a flop by Vasilevsky at the time? You could argue that. But the referees, they're told to protect goalies. So I kind of understand. And that was an injury that took anti Ranta out of the game. But nothing that should have been a five-minute major. Anything, it should have been just a minor. <laughs> but the Florida Panthers, they were able to kill off that penalty where the Carolina Hurricanes won for five on that one. Um, and the one was a major. And again, I counted at least four times where the Florida Panthers, uh, when they were shorthanded, that they had a rush going the other way. And the Florida Panthers on the other end, they won a special teams battle going three for five in the power play. And just a few games into the season, we were getting... Some were getting worried about the power play numbers for the Florida Panthers, and they're just fine. They're uh, after after Saturday's game, especially without Barkov, and you saw Anton Lindell once again playing power play one in in place of Barkov, and Anton Lindell's learning a thing or two, uh, rooming with them up in a uh, Boca Raton. So great, great stuff from the Florida Panthers. Great effort. Anthony Duclair tops it off with an empty net goal. And now he leads the Florida Panthers in goals with eight on the season. 
uh, just one above Barkov. And again, for those of you uh, counting down, Barkov is one goal away from breaking the all-time record for goals in Florida Panthers history, passing Ole Okunen. He's one goal away, though he didn't play on Saturday with an up, uh, with an lower body injury. Um, no word on whether he's going to play on Monday or Tuesday against the New York Rangers and uh, or, and the New Jersey Devils on Tuesday. No, still no word on Sergei Bobrovsky for that neither. But great, great effort for the Florida Panthers. They made a statement, and they they showed their depth. They they really did, and that they put the league on notice that this is a team that's ready to not just win now, but in the playoffs. And this early season test, they passed. Now go do it again, seventy one more times. In the next segment, we're going to preview Monday's road matchup against the New York Rangers as the Florida Panthers will be kicking off a four-game road trip starting Monday at Madison Square Garden. So keep it right here on Locked on Panthers, your first listen of the day. I love Thanksgiving, all the good food and treats, and plenty of them. Maybe you want a yummy dessert, but isn't so full of calories and sugar? It's the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bars is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace a coconut cream pie with a coconut Built Bar or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of that raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein, covered in 100% real chocolate. Built is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a Built Bar or two. Share some with your family gatherings. It will make things less awkward. Maybe Aunt Betty hasn't tried a Built Bar yet. New surprises all month. Limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly, so check the site often. There's nothing like Built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all surprises. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 50% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% at Built.com. Third and final segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, where the Florida Panthers will be playing game one of their four-game road trip starting tonight against the New York Rangers on the road in Madison Square Garden. And the New York Rangers are just coming off a road trip out west. Um, I was able to watch some of their game against Edmonton, and I'm sure you've heard about the goal heard around the world where Connor McDavid uh, skated through four New York Rangers and had a backhand uh, to uh, tie the game against New York. And I was watching that game when it was 4-2, to two, had the sleep timer on because the West Coast game, and then fell asleep. And then the next morning, I see that goal, and I'm like, man, if only I stayed up a little bit, I would have actually seen it live and able to react. But we're talking about the New York Rangers here. And the New York Rangers have been in a kind of limbo of mediocrity the last few seasons um they after drafting capo caco um second overall a few years ago they were able to get the first overall pick after eight teams were trying to get the number one overall pick after that strange covid bubble 
uh, just two seasons ago. The Florida Panthers were actually in that running for the number one overall pick for Alexi Lafreniere. And the phase two of the draft had New York winning it. Alexi Lafreniere hasn't been off to the best start in his Rangers career, playing almost a full season worth of games uh, for the New York Rangers, but has been only able to produce 25 goals, excuse me, points, 25 points in 68 games for Alexi Lafreniere and the New York Rangers. But Lafreniere, uh, when he was originally drafted, he, he had a situation where he wasn't going to the worst team in the NHL. Also, another thing with uh, the New York Rangers, um, the Florida Panthers made a little bit of a run at Artemi Panarin to bring both of them, uh, Sergei Bobrovsky and Artemi Panarin, over to Florida. But Panarin wanted a bigger stage playing in New York, and he wanted more money, and Dale Talon was just not able to give him the money he wanted. And hindsight's twenty twenty, but as far as the cash goes to Artemi Panarin and the flexibility around the lineup, especially now that we have this flat cap that we've had it for a little while now, Honestly, hindsight's twenty twenty that it's best that the Florida Panthers didn't land a player like Artemi Panarin, as great as he is. Um, Art Panarin, not off to the best start neither, uh, having two goals uh, this season in 12 games. Chris Kreider uh, leads the New York Rangers in goals with eight, and the next uh, best player is Mika Sabanajad, who was part of a rumor of if the New York Rangers were to go after Jack Eichel, that he could have been a piece to go there. But then he signed a contract extension, and that really put anything to bed about whether Zibanejad was going to be part of a package to send him over to Buffalo. New York also made history twice when it came to contract extensions. The first one was a goalie coming out of the, his ELC, Igor Sersterkin. Um, has the highest he's the highest paid goalie ever to come out of his ELC and then same thing with Adam Fox Norris Trophy winner Adam Fox um, is now the highest paid defenseman coming out of his ELC at 9.5 million and I I continue to emphasize this and 9.5 million and seeing what Aaron Ekblad got paid at the time in the summer of 2016 and the value that he's putting off now with these defenseman contracts at 9.5, the value that Aaron Ekblad is putting out for his, it's so great. And he's playing above that 9.5 million value and great to see, great to see. And the issue with New York is that they just are having a hard time scoring. I mentioned earlier that Chris Kreider has eight goals in the next, best is at four and as far as goals four per game they're ranked 27th in the league out of 32 if you're wondering where your florida panthers are at they're number two right behind edmonton and middle of the pack in goals against so average defensive play with not allowing a lot of goals against but just unable to get the puck into the back of the net and just seeing the amount of players on their roster who haven't even scored a single goal and they're just a lot of players are uh, struggling for the New York Rangers Keandre Miller hasn't scored yet Ryan Reeves hasn't scored but he was uh 
he hasn't played in uh every single uh game this year. Same with uh Capo Caco. Uh he's played eight games, but hasn't gotten the puck behind the net neither. So that's really the struggle right now with New York Rangers as they did go through also a coaching change this last offseason, firing David Quinn, and then they brought in uh Gerard Gallant, former Florida Panthers head coach Gerard Gallant, and the host of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast, John Chick and I recorded a two-part crossover uh earlier this summer. If you guys want to go back and listen to it, I don't remember the exact date, but it's somewhere in the Locked On Panthers archives. We recorded a crossover talking about the playoffs. It was during the playoffs and about the signing of Gerard Gallant to be the head coach of the New York Rangers. So they're having a hard time struggle they're struggling to score. And the Florida Panthers, uh they're one of the best offensive teams, uh um number number two in goals for and goals against as well. They're number three. So number two in goals for and number three in goals against. So uh Igor Sisterkin has played nine out of the 12 games for the New York Rangers. And they're just coming off a West Coast trip for the Rangers. And only one day off in between. The the last of their trip was a back-to-back. And after Monday's game, they have four days off before they play again on Saturday. So I'm going to guess that it's going to be Igor Shosturkin uh, between the pipes for the New York Rangers and for the Cats. I'm going to... Sergey Bobrovsky has not been placed on IR as of this recording. With this being a back-to-back, the Florida Panthers saying day-to-day on Bobrovsky, I'm going to guess that Spencer Knight will start on Monday and that they're going to buy a little bit more time for uh, Sergey Bobrovsky to get healthy. Don't know what the injury is. I've, I don't even want to guess uh, because I don't want to be incorrect. But... I'm going to guess that Spencer Knight will get the road start. And then if Sergey Bobrovsky is healthy enough, uh, Sergey Bobrovsky will be the starter against the New Jersey Devils on the Tuesday game. As the Florida Panthers are on the first end of a back-to-back. And the first game tonight against New York, the first of a four-game road trip before they head to New Jersey, Pittsburgh, and then another battle of Florida next Saturday against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So first Third longest road trip for the Florida Panthers uh, this season. So, buckle up, guys. The Florida Panthers are are heading north. And after a 10-0-1 start, the Florida Panthers uh, get to face off against some of the middle-of-the-pack teams in the NHL with New York and New Jersey before heading on the road to Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay. So, going to be a fun trip. And... The team's going to be able to build chemistry on the road. That's how you best uh, build it. And with this 10-0-1 start, uh, I'm sure the guys like being around each other more. But also no update on Alexander Barkov as of this recording as well. So once there is an update on Alexander Barkov, we will have more on this podcast and the Twitter page at LO underscore FLA Panthers. So follow it there if you want to see more updates on anything Florida Panthers. So if you like what you're hearing, Please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. 
Make sure to follow the Lockdown NHL podcast and the Crosspeck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. And when you're done listening to this episode of Lockdown Panthers, make sure to listen to today's episode of Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Cullen leans on his decades worth of fantasy experience to help you be the expert of your fantasy team. Follow the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're your team every day. Oh.